Hey everyone, and welcome to Money Moves for Teens. My name is Tally Levy, and in this podcast, I will be talking about business, entrepreneurship, and of course, money. I hope you take something away from this episode and enjoy. Not going into work and still making money sounds impossible to us teens. Getting paid by the hour just doesn't allow for that kind of thing. But that is only true for one kind of income, and there are two others that can, in fact, make you money if you don't go into work. In my last episode, I introduced the three types of income, active, portfolio, and passive, and I talked all about what active income is. This episode, I'm covering portfolio income. I'll explain what it is, give some examples, talk about the pros and cons, and tell you how you can start making some as a teenager. So portfolio income is the total amount of money you're earning from your investments. Your investments are things you're putting your money into that you think will increase your wealth over time. There are several ways you can generate portfolio income and they aren't normally mentioned to people our age as ways to make money. If you think of a physical, say, photography portfolio, that is where photographers compile all their pictures. Similarly, your portfolio income is a collection of all the money you're making from your investments. The first example of portfolio income is interest. Interest simply means the cost of using someone else's money. When you lend money to someone or let someone else hold your money, they will usually pay you interest. You may already experience this if you keep your money in a savings account, which pays 0.6% in interest on average. You are making this money without doing anything except simply saving it. On the flip side, if you are borrowing money from someone else, you pay interest to them. One of the most popular ways you'll see this is with credit cards. The next example of this type of income is capital gains. If you break down the term, you can think of capital as money and gains as increase. So basically, this is when there is an increase in your money. The way you calculate capital gains is by taking your selling price minus your purchase price. A common example of this is when you buy stock for one price, then later sell it for a higher price. If you buy stock, you are buying a share or a piece of ownership in a company. So if you buy $3,000 worth of shares in a company, and let's say in the next five years, that grows to the price of $3,500. If you decide to sell your stock in the company, your capital gain would be $500, $3,500 minus $3,000. The reason companies' share prices rise and fall in the stock market is based on what people think a certain stock is worth. It really comes down to a buyer and a seller deciding on what they think a fair price is for the piece of ownership in a company. There are so many factors that determine that price, but that is a simple definition. This is portfolio income because all you're doing is being patient and holding your shares in a company, and hopefully over time they will increase so you can make your capital gains. The third example of portfolio income is dividend-paying stocks. Now you know what a stock is, so when companies have dividend-paying stocks, that means on a regular basis they are giving a portion of their company's earnings to their investors. You have invested in their company, and over time, if they do well, you have money coming in regularly, which is how this becomes income for you. But not all companies offer these types of stocks. Next, let's talk about the pros and cons to portfolio income. A pro to making this kind of income is that it's primarily passive. This means you are making money without doing lots of active work, and from my examples, it's either by holding stocks or lending other people money and just being patient. The way portfolio income works will sound similar to how passive income works, but the reason they are separate is because in some cases they are taxed differently. Because there is some overlap between the two, for example, dividend-paying stocks are grouped in both categories, some people will look at portfolio income as a subset of passive income. 
Second, as teenagers, we have so much time ahead of us, and this type of income just increases with time. If you start investing now rather than waiting until your 20s, you have the potential to have more growth in your investments. Next, if you stop working for some reason at your active income earning job, you will still have money coming in. Lastly, this income has the potential to be taxed lower than active income. There are two ways it can be taxed by long term gains and short term gains. If you hold your shares for more than a year, they are considered long term gains and are taxed up to 20% depending on your income. If you hold your shares for less than a year, they are short term gains and are taxed the same as your active income. A con to portfolio income is that you will need existing money to start making this kind of income. Back to my previous example, if you are buying $3,000 worth of shares, that $3,000 needs to come from somewhere, which is why active income is great to start with so you can use that money to make more money other ways. Another con is that when looking at stocks, it's very beneficial when they appreciate or rise in value, but that isn't always the case. Buying a share in a company always comes with the risk of losing money if the share price goes down. I can talk more about investing in future episodes, but for now, I'm just going over what you should know about investing when it comes to learning about portfolio income. So, how can you start as a teenager? There are three ways you can start generating portfolio income. First, if you are making active income or have some birthday money, you can put that in a savings account and earn interest on the money. It won't be a lot, but it's good to start with something. Second, you can ask your parents to open a custodial investment account for you. This simply means your parents are controlling the account until you're 18 or 21 because you are a minor. But even though they control it, you should still be a part of the investment decisions. To get started, you should keep it simple and invest whatever amounts of money you choose into the S&P 500 index. This means you're investing and buying ownership in a small piece of the 500 largest companies in the U.S. stock exchange. By doing this, your money is rising and falling pretty much based on what the total market is doing. And because you're putting money into many companies at once, you're not overwhelming yourself by choosing specific companies to invest in, like Nike or Foot Locker. Investing into individual companies requires much more research and you're taking on more risk. Especially when starting out, you will see the most gain in the future if you buy into the total market and hold your money instead of frequently buying and selling your shares in individual companies. Hopefully, over time, you will see how much your investments grow, and much later down the road, you can earn those capital gains. The goal now is to just keep adding money to your investments. Third, some companies in the S&P 500 index pay dividends, so you can start gaining the benefits of those now as a teenager. Once you earn them, you have the option to automatically reinvest your dividends and keep adding to your investment balance. Some investment companies you can look into when making these custodial accounts are Charles Schwab and Stockpile. Another option is to make an account through your parents' bank or their own investment accounts, but it varies between different ones, so check if that's an option first. I will link both of those sites I mentioned down below so you can check them out. I will also have other episodes in the future that go into more detail about investing as a teenager and why it's very beneficial. So, hopefully, this made you start thinking about investing and start a conversation with your parents on this topic. So, to recap, portfolio income is the total amount of money you have earned from your investments. This is not talked about much with people our age, but it is definitely a beneficial way we can start making money as teens. I did introduce some new words and terms in this episode as well, so I can briefly go over those one more time, and this is where you can take quick notes if you want to. 
Investing means to put your money into things that you think will increase your wealth over time. Interest is the cost of using someone else's money. Capital gains is the money you make from the difference of how much you sold a stock for versus how much you bought it for. When a stock appreciates in value, that means it goes up in value. Stock prices rise and fall in the market based on what people think a piece of a company is worth. The S&P 500 is a collection of the 500 largest companies in the U.S. stock exchange. And lastly, dividend-paying stocks are when companies regularly share a portion of their earnings with investors. I know this was a lot to take in this episode, but I hope you learned something new and can start making portfolio income. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode. I hope you got something out of it and feel free to reach out to me with any questions through my social media. You can find me on Twitter at MoneyMovesForTeens and on my website at MoneyMovesForTeens.Weebly.com. All the links will be in this episode description. I hope to see you next week. Bye.